to the 122nd episode of the Have Aloha World Travel Podcast. My name is Kevin Allen. I am your co-host, as always, uh, with me, as always. Catherine Toth Fox, we are with Hawaii Magazine. We sure and, are. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we, sure, we, sure, we just, sure are. I was just looking through our magazine. You know, um, if you guys haven't already picked it up, Made in Hawaii, Oh, hey, uh, that's the exact magazine I'm holding. We didn't even talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I was looking at it because, you know, we're going to get this up on our website pretty shortly for people that want to uh, pick up this issue online and just get the single copy. But, you know, it's, there's a lot of good, like, ideas in here for Christmas shopping, which is just oh, around yeah. the corner. That is just around um, the corner. You know what? Let's talk about Christmas shopping a little bit. Because, <laughs> yeah, there are some definitely, there's a whole, in fact, there's a whole feature in here called meet the makers uh if you can see Uh this uh that is all about local products and uh and local makers and and the the cool products that they make uh on every there's but there's four profiles and on every profile there's about five products that you can see um as well as some prices and yeah these are actually all really great christmas shopping uh ideas Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we get it all the time. People ask, oh, how can we support Maui? I mean, support Maui by supporting small businesses. I mean, if you can't fly here, this is a great way to support, you know, local businesses here. But I think it's a really unique, these are really unique gifts just in general. Like you can't find it anywhere. Else. You can't find this at Target or like, you know, Walmart or wherever. Right. Um and I think yeah. if you know people on your list who love Hawaii or from Hawaii that live on the mainland, um, I think they would really find these gifts really special. Like, I don't know. I always buy Calipico items. I mean, they're a little pricey because they're all handmade and, and all that. But it's they're so unique. And it's, um, you know, you're really sort of like perpetuating Hawaiian culture and the fact that they raise so much awareness and emphasize education but um yeah like the short like I always get my husband the Kane shorts yeah all the time I tell him how much it costs because I want him to be aware they, they are he, not they're not cheap no, Those are, that's a good Christmas like, present yeah he needs to treat them nicely but I don't know <laughs> you, you can't find them anywhere else I just feel like right. these are really good gifts yeah I like uh yeah Hanaho Hilo as well has some really fun stuff too um, and they, they have like a widespread of things too, which I kind of enjoy if, you know, you have a lot of different people you're trying to buy for, you know, from like syrups to vintage quilts to, uh, you know, uh, even a, even a papale or a laohala papale. So laohala mm-hmm. hat, although that's a, that'd be a very big gift. You know, where I was actually just at on Oahu, that was great for, uh, is probably the place that I'm going to go for, for Christmas shopping is uh, Antique Alley, um, oh. right on Queen Street. Yeah. It is the coolest little uh, antique vintage kind of collectible store that is like they've got a big enough spread that re- I think you can find a Christmas present that is unique and kind of interesting uh, for just about anyone because they really do have a huge spread of uh, of different things you can buy over there. And it's just all really cool, neat little vintage things that are actually, again, like to me, vintage places i don't like it when they're like crazy like luxury boutiques like some of them are so expensive like these secondhand clothing stores are just so insane uh this antique alley is very still very much reasonably priced um so if you're on oahu i don't think they have an online store but if you're on oahu uh, i definitely recommend going to go check that out um and man their stock is 
also just insane. Like you can stare at a corner of that store and probably see a hundred different things. And if you stare at that corner long enough, you'll see a hundred different other things. Like it's just so jam packed of cool oh, stuff. Oh, and I bet, I bet the inventory changes all the time too. Oh, all the time. Must be. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a vintage harmonica over there just for me. Um, okay. Because I, I went to a blues concert and I was really inspired to play the harmonica. Just harder than it looks. Fascinating. Wow. Uh, so also, you also went to the Mana Up Showcase, right? So um, didn't you go to the Mana Up Showcase last week? I did not. Oh, you didn't? I thought you I were supposed make it. to go I couldn't that. make it. I, oh, I, my God. Well, we, I mean, Hawaii Magazine I, went to that. Sorry. Emily to went. You I, it's okay. let's, hope, let's hope our boss isn't listening to this because you were supposed to go. Anyway. It's okay. Um, it's okay. The Emily Mana Up Showcase. Emily Diggle, our digital specialist, went. Uh, if you go to houseofmanaup.com, uh, this is another place to find very curated local Hawaii products um, in all different categories. They do have a section that is all Maui-based products. If that is something that is important to you, you can click on um, their link. It'll take you to it, a webpage that just has the Maui businesses that are part of this House of Mana Up. But What's cool about this too is that, you know, these are very curated um, Hawaii products that, you know, use local ingredients or they're native Hawaiian owned. I mean, there's a story behind each company and they have a wide variety of, um, you know, of gifts, gift items from apparel yeah. to food gifts, to accessories, to home and art, to books even. Um, and if you go online and there's even a whole section where you can like click on, you know, gifts and they have, you know, these Hawaii gift baskets that are curated for, you know, if you want a Maui one, or if you want one for the coffee lover, or the chocolate right. lover in your family, and they're beautifully packaged and they're so easy. You can just send it. Like, right. You don't have to wrap it. You don't even, anyway, yeah, that's, that's they option. do that for you. Yeah, no, definitely. And I like the amount of up stuff. Yeah, I didn't go, but I do know all about them. Um, and I like a lot of their stuff too, because a lot of the businesses and products are actually from like their incubator program. Um, so mm -hmm. they actually help these like businesses and, and entrepreneurs kind of get their feet um, in Hawaii. And so I think there's like a really good, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell like what's locally made versus like what's just locally manufactured here um, compared mm -hmm. to things or not, sorry, locally designed here, but manufactured elsewhere. Or, you know, I feel like that whole term locally made, made in Hawaii can mean a lot of different things. So I really like that. There's just a lot of oversight with Mana Up. Like you really do know a lot of these businesses and companies and people are like mm -hmm. from Hawaii. You're really, you really are directly supporting like Hawaii entrepreneurs and Hawaii businesses. Um, so I think like in terms of like just looking for like a safe place to shop as well, when it comes to like knowing that your money is going back towards the local Hawaii economy, I think, uh, yeah, Mana Up, definitely, definitely very cool. Yeah. It's, um, if you go on their website, um, houseofmonup.com, you can also shop in categories like islands. So like if you want, let's say you have a friend who's from Hilo and you want to send them all Hawaii Island products, you can do that. Or if what matters to you is like locally sourced, female founded or sustainable, there's um, categories where, you know, they've filtered out all, you know, those products that fit that sort of, you know, that value set for you. Right. So I like, I mean, these are really, these are high quality products. These are not things that you'll necessarily find in like an ABC store or at a convenience oh, store. Yeah, it's for like sure. a step up from that. So, you know, you don't have to feel worried if you're like, 
sometimes it's like, well, you can send, I mean, I like Hawaiian Hills chocolate, just FYI. I can eat a box of chocolate covered mac nuts from Hawaiian Hills. But let's say you have a friend who, you know, maybe doesn't like milk chocolate or doesn't like sort of that commercial chocolate brand. You can go and get Manoa chocolate or, you know, like Chocolea, whatever it is. They have like, it's a, just a little bit more elevated Hawaii product. So right. it makes for a really special gift, I think. And I think for Christmas, um, yeah, it, it's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, definitely. If you're looking for yeah. something too, that like, isn't just, yeah, the the normal, yeah, Manoa host chocolates or, you know, something a little bit elevated, yeah. I guess. I think that's a really cool mm -hmm. idea. All right. Well, that's kind of, that yeah. was a good little, anyway. little detour. We kind of got off track, but time to get on track. Why do we uh, were talking about that anyway? Oh, I don't know. You brought it up. I was looking we're at about the, the magazine. Issue, the main Hawaii issue, which is a really great issue. I definitely, I think, I definitely think there are a lot of awesome stories in here. Um, I liked your Monago and story cap. I really just like this picture oh of the of this fish and this plate. It makes me hungry every time I look at it. Uh, it looks delicious. Is the pork chops really that good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little off track, but now we're gonna get on track. I already. I tried to make the segue once. We're gonna do it again. Trying to get back on track on the Kauai Raceway Park track. Oh God. Because I went to Kauai. Oh. That's what I'm here to talk to everyone about today. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, upcoming issue. I'm working on some print stories. And one of our cool big features is that, uh, well, I don't know. Did you know there's a lot of, or there's drag racing in Hawaii? I wasn't even really aware that drag racing was a big, or a sport here. <laughs> well, we've had a racetrack on Oahu for a while. Right. Um, and they do drag racing. Um, and there, I mean, there used to be, I think, I don't know. There, there was an official one. I, I think it's now called like Circuit Hawaii or something. Mm. And there used to be like unofficial ones, but um, right. It, I feel like drag racing. I mean, even in my dad's days, they wouldn't. They would do it obviously illegally and on like back roads and all that. But as far as like racetracks, I mean, Hawaii's not known as like a as destination a for for race Racing? race cars right yeah right. i mean i know that there's always been a big car culture here like people mm -hmm. um you know they really like to you know modify their cars and you know i see them all the time on oahu you know cars that are definitely have been modified to go fast um but yeah no i went to um so i went <laughs> bright and early saturday morning i uh, left oahu with aaron yoshino our photographer uh and we went to Kauai, uh pretty much all day to catch the king of the track uh final kind of final season race of uh the Kauai Raceway Park um and that's hosted by the uh Kauai Racing Society um Drag Race Kauai and they are a NHRA um organization so they're National Drag Racing Association they um kind of follow all of their guidelines all their rules and their drivers can be ranked uh you know kind of uh globally or uh, not globally, but among this organization. Um, and yeah, they have essentially, so I learned all about track racing on the way over here. The Quay Raceway Were you Park interested is, in this before you did this? I'm very not interested really. in niche communities just in general. And this seemed like a pretty niche community. Um, mm -hmm. It's a, it's a definitely, I mean, it's definitely a small community, but it's, um, I, yeah, I really had no knowledge of drag racing uh it's a good thing i went with aaron yoshino because that guy is all about street culture street racing oh yeah yeah but he knew about racing that's interesting he's sort of like this was not even his first drag race that he has shot oh really yeah no 
uh yeah he's he's he knew some stuff which was great to have him around because uh yeah he was able to to talk to me it's so funny too uh once you when when i went to this drag racing thing you know we drove an hour from the airport over here it's kind of in uh the west side of Kwai. um real dry area uh which was great because if it rained then we were screwed the whole story would have been over they do not race in the rain uh that is definitely not and Kwai is a really rainy island so i was very paranoid <laughs> i was very concerned wow. about the rain um but yeah they use so much lingo i mean it's it's, it's such an interesting community uh first thing that really kind of surprised me is that it's like a family com it's a family thing like these mm -hmm. racers are there's no solo racer there's no one just by themselves there you know with their car or anything uh these this is very much like a family thing it's like generations of racers maybe two three generations and they had racers as young as eight years old on the track going 50 miles an hour what <laughs> yeah is that legal so they have a junior dragsters uh, division, and it goes from 8 to 16, and they start the young kids out slower. And when they said slower, I thought they meant that these kids were going at like 20 miles an hour. Uh, but then the first race uh, of the day was uh, eight-year-old, and he went 50 miles per hour. Uh, oh yeah, they, he went down a, his name was Nahoa, and he went down a quarter, I guess a quarter mile, or no, I'm sorry, an eighth of a mile in like 10 seconds and he went by the time he got to the end he was going 50 miles an hour <laughs> how do you would you like <laughs> i thought it was very interesting to me and so the thing is too about this track is that and this was kind of something that i really once i got there and i started talking to the race officials uh tony was kind of the main organizer uh i do not remember his last name right now but his first name is tony and he was a really great guy. Uh, he kind of he's the president of the uh, Quay Racing Association, and he kind of brought me through the all of the safety uh, regulations and the safety precautions that goes on with the track. <laughs> I just see such a like worried face that you're making <laughs> after I told you that an eight year old went fifty miles per hour. Uh, Again, yeah. it's, it's very My safe. My kid is like seven. I mean, next year, you know, he should just start getting out there yeah i should just why not right <laughs> but no i mean it's it's a very safe track so uh, first i would like to just say that all of the people who do this are so dedicated i mean they they come to this uh track two three days before even the race even happens uh and they work pretty much six to two a.m six p.m to two a.m every single night uh they lay rubber down on the track right? Because uh, the wheels are rubber and they need to grip onto rubber. And they have these two giant tractors that actually lay rubber, one kind of laying it down in one direction and the other one lays it down in the opposite direction to really soak, get that rubber nice and deep into the track. And for about three nights, uh, people from this uh, racing organization, they're all volunteers, uh, they come out and do this <laughs> because they just love to race. Uh, that's kind of the, the main thing I got from coming to the event was that these people are just so dedicated to to racing um and i thought that was really interesting uh you know this is a money losing uh, uh hobby for sure racing is very expensive um, oh i would imagine yeah they build all their own cars you know they and a lot of these uh drag racing cars are not like your normal street car they're specifically built like custom built to go one direction because they're not turning you know you're just going in a straight line as fast as you can 
-hmm. And so they kind of look like, uh, like those little box cars that you would make, uh, you know, as a, as a, uh, in Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, you know, the box car racer things, mm -hmm. uh, just huge, um, just full sized. Um, and yeah, so it was really, it was really quite interesting to go down there and, and see just, um, just how dedicated these people were to, to racing and to, um, to getting out there. And I learned a lot about the rules of drag racing, which was very surprising to me. Um, you know, yeah. I guess racers are really just kind of racing against themselves. They set a time for themselves. And then if they go um, faster than that time, they're disqualified. And they're, they're saying that their car can go, it's an eighth of a, or a quarter of a mile in 10 seconds. And uh, the car that they're racing against sets their own time. And then they have a big computer. There's actually also a lot of technology that happens uh, at these races. And there's a big computer doing a bunch of math on the back end that pretty much allows any car to race against any other car because they're both setting their times and the computer... Oh man, I'd have to look back at my notes to explain this. Um, but the computer kind of makes it a way where it's pretty much like golf. Like one, they're, the cars are setting their handicap, but the computer is making it uh, on the back end, uh, making it kind of line up. So really any car can race against any car. But if you go faster than the time you set, uh, you're disqualified because you're you're essentially cheating. You're going too fast. <laughs> I know it's really a lot. very complicated. I it's, no, think about how I felt go, coming here, knowing literally nothing. <laughs> and then, uh, fortunately, yeah, Tony was there explaining it all to me. Um, no, it's very complicated. It's a it's a really interesting sport um, that, again, I didn't really know existed uh, on Kauai. Um, but I highly recommend. Uh, it's a great uh, spectator sport as well. If you're a visitor and you want to check it out, they do races uh, once a month. Um, their, their biggest races, normally the races are night races. Uh, so you're not melting like I was uh, in the middle of the day. Um, but yeah, their races, their their 4th of July races is, is definitely their biggest race of the year. Um, but yeah, it's a great spectator sport because, you, I mean, on the on the the real visitor side, the real spectator side, you really just get to watch cars go super fast. Uh, and these cars were going, I think one of the cars went 156 miles per hour. Um, you know, they did wow. a... And they they're making they're getting up to 156 miles per hour in about eight seconds. Um, wow! So it's it's really like <laughs> they're they're experiencing like actual G's like they're they're pulling G's because they're going so fast so quickly. So what is the experience like for spectators? So it's like 20 bucks right at the gate or at the door yeah. or whatever. But is there like a plate? Are there bleachers or like yeah. where do you sit? Yep. And... Yeah. So there there are bleachers um, that people can sit at. Uh, I, there's also a pit area that, um, you know, if you're a racer, you get to kind of be at, but for the most part, yeah, there, there are bleachers again, I would recommend going to a night race maybe because it is very hot during the day uh, and they only do two day races, um, or two day, day races a year because the shearwater, um, birds are, they can't night race during certain times of the year when the shearwater birds are, are in on that side of Kauai. Uh, so they race during the day. Uh, but for most of the year, they're actually racing at night. And I would probably really recommend that because it'll be a much cooler experience, especially if you're a visitor and you're at the stands. Um, you can also just park your kind of car on a hill overlooking the track if you don't want to get out of your car and just chill in the AC. And you can totally watch the races from there, too. Um, you know, aside from that, there's really not too much else in the way of like concessions or things. It's it's really you're there to kind of watch these races. It was actually really funny, though, because I uh, Aaron and I, you know, we pretty much got 
the best seat in the house. We were kind of allowed to go uh, with all the drivers um, and hang out kind of where they hang out when the races are happening. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we got to really get up nice on the side of the uh, on the side of the guardrail and get a really good look at at the cars. I do recommend, though, if you are going to check it out as a visitor uh, to bring ear protection uh, because mm -hmm. these cars are very loud. Uh, I did not yeah. bring ear protection. And I was pretty close. Uh, so at the beginning of a race, the cars burn out. Um, they rotate their tires, um, you know, while not moving. That's what creates all that smoke, you know, when cars burn out. And they kind of, uh, they they heat up their tires so that their tires will stick to the rubber better. And man, that is probably, again, I've, I've played a lot of very loud punk rock music in my life. Uh, but this was by far the loudest noise <laughs> I think I've ever heard in my life. It was, it was super loud. Uh, so I definitely recommend recommend bringing ear protection um and yeah it was it was just a really cool experience i was really glad i got to go again it's like one of my favorite things to do is check out a very small very dedicated uh communities uh and this was like the the prime example of that i mean it's a non-profit it's all volunteers um you know it's everyone's just doing it because they they truly just love racing uh and it's you know it's a really good community too everyone knows each other everyone even though they're racing against each other and beating one another, uh, it seemed like there was only really just good sportsmanship uh, kind of throughout the the space. Uh, and, you know, if you love cars and, you, and you're really interested in like, um, you know, it's not all drag racing cars. A lot of them are street cars. Uh, they have a bunch of different divisions. Uh, so they have like a door slammers division. That's actually just a car with doors. <laughs> so pretty much a street car. Um, I know, again, it's like a lot of very strange lingo that I had to learn very quickly. Um, so it's cool. Cause you know, we actually, uh, Aaron and I came in a black, uh, Acura that we just rented, you know, from the airport. And there was actually a black Acura racing, uh, at the event. And it was just, oh, a so full... you could have raced then basically. We actually, so I talked to, uh, the car rental people, uh, we just rented from thrifty and they were like, oh yeah, people have actually rented our cars and taken them out to race. <laughs> Uh, are you serious the, yeah at the rate i like joked because they are asking like oh where are you guys going i'm like oh we're gonna go check out a drag race you know maybe we'll take this car out and they're like oh like i saw everyone's eyes like wide and they're like oh do not do that like we've had people do it before and it like destroys oh the tires <laughs> i was like oh yeah i was just i was just joking around but i did see our same exact rental car in the race and it went 77 miles per hour wow <laughs> so it was pretty fast what what is um like what how long is this are these events it's a it's a long event you if you're gonna be there from so there's kind of two main parts there's eliminations uh or qualifying excuse me and then there's eliminations so qualifying is essentially people set their time and then they see how fast they go um and then the computer again there's like a huge computer process that happens that is very intricate it deals with laser beams uh lasers <laughs> and sensors and all this jazz um, because it's it's a very scientific process. Um, and the, so the computer sees how fast all the cars goes and then you kind of enter the second part of the day after a lunch break and that's qualifying or uh, eliminations. And eliminations is really where you're racing against another person. And if you beat them, according to the computer, if you beat them, then you know they're eliminated, but you get to proceed and it's kind of a bracketed thing. And then ultimately, uh, you know, one person ends up winning. So it's kind of like a bracketed tournament. And then that's kind of the mm -hmm. second part of the day. So you could not come to the first part because the first part, again, is really just where people are trying to figure out where they're going to be seated. Um, so the slowest yeah. car will actually end up going against the fastest car, um, you know, because that's why you want to be the fastest is you end up getting seated against a slower car. Um, yeah, so um, you could probably skip 
honestly, the elimination or the qualifying part. But even then, I mean, just the eliminations part, that's like four or five hours, uh, you know, depending on if things happen on the track too. like at one point there was an oil spill uh, and they had to clean up the oil and that took like 20, 30 minutes. Um, right. So, you know, there are a lot of ways that it can end up going on longer um, during night races. Uh, Tony had told me that sometimes they're racing till 3, 4 a.m., um, you know, so it can be it can be a bit of a journey. It can be a bit of a a long, long journey. But I think just honestly, even if you go for a couple of hours, um, you can definitely you'll still get your fill of the action, I guess. Like you don't have to stick around the entire time if you don't want to. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it's again, it's really cool. If, you know, if you like cars or even me, who I'm not a huge car guy, but I had Hot Wheels as a kid. And it's like really like looking like your these Hot Wheels cars have come to life. Like they are truly just like the most modified souped out not street legal cars you can imagine like a lot of these cars have to be towed over because they literally cannot legally drive on the road um like they can only drive uh at this at this venue um and yeah kind of the the real reason i kept talking to all the drivers and a lot of the people competing and i just wanted to know like like why why do you why do you spend so much money and time and you know so much of your blood sweat and tears why do you pour it all into this um and the the overall consensus i got from everyone was that they just want to go fast they just want to be at a place where they can go as fast as they can i think that's kind of a neat it's a neat reason it's very pure to me these people really do just want to go fast um yeah so i had a great time i think if you're coming to quit you um there's also raceway there's parks and tracks on other islands i did not know but there's a track on the big island uh in kilo side um that runs races as well there's a track on oahu that runs races Uh, i think it's definitely a very different thing to do if you're coming to hawaii and you know maybe you've done a lot of the same similar things and you really want to try experience something new i would definitely recommend recommend checking it out you can find um their event schedule at dragracequai.com so that's drag race d-r-a-g-r-a-c-e kawaii.com and you can see their schedule they don't really have their 2024 schedule right now uh, because they just kind of finished up their 2023 season Um, but i definitely recommend checking them out i think i think it's really interesting Um, and yeah if you if you do like cars if you are a car person then this is definitely definitely the place to be you'll have a lot of fun uh where exactly is the raceway park is this on like the west side or yeah so it's past waimea okay it's in Kikaha. so kind of between waimea and like barking sands yeah exactly yeah so it's, a, it's area just past Kikaha, and then before the barking sands airport okay so kind of in the middle and it's really cool too uh it's the only uh it's the only raceway park it's the only uh racing field that at the end of the run or at the end of the strip there's a beach <laughs> it's just oh. a, it's yeah it's it's kokole uh point um so kind of the upper part of kikaha beach park yeah so you get to the end of your race you know they they drove us down in a golf cart just to check out the whole track you get to the end of the race and then there's just a beautiful beach at the end <laughs> it's just oh, like nice. yeah it's a very kawaii i don't know it's it's very uniquely hawaii very uniquely kawaii which i really really enjoyed yeah um, okay yeah so check it out boy howdy um and that's about it i think for this episode of the have will travel podcast we kind of got a little off track then on track 
Uh, and oh my god, I, it, it was a good. You know, I have to keep using it. I thought it was good. No. Uh, I thought it was no. fine. I thought it was all right. Uh, anyways, you can if you thought that joke was all right, or even if you didn't, <laughs> rate us five stars wherever you're listening to us. <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, doesn't matter. Um, however you feel about that joke, it doesn't matter. Just give us five stars. Comment. Share us with your friends. If you want to find anything else about Hawaii Magazine, you can always go to HawaiiMagazine.com. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms. That's at Hawaii Magazine. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. We have an X, not Twitter, an X. Uh, we have a Pinterest. We have all kinds of stuff. We have a TikTok. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're out there. We have a YouTube. Come check us out. Uh, and I think, though, aside from that, Kat, I believe. Oh, and get this uh, issue online when you can yeah it'll be available on our shopify soon and when it is we'll let you know but uh yeah come get this issue you can uh see that at hoymagazine.com backslash shop okie dokie i think that's it for this episode thank you all so much for listening uh and we'll be back two weeks in two weeks we'll be back in two weeks right around thanksgiving time so have a have a happy holidays okay mahalo bye bye